join us as we take a look behind the scenes with the independent musicians of Louisiana. Learn about upcoming projects before they drop. Experience the rich heritage of iconic venues and get first-hand accounts of exclusive events. Musicians are remarkable people. Get to know them, their struggles, and the inspiration for their art. NewOrleansMusicians.com is dedicated to uplifting the artists and providing them with the tools necessary to elevate their craft. We shine a spotlight on them, as well as highlight the music scene and educate everyone with our interviews, album reviews, and music scene news. This is NewOrleansMusicians.com. Alright, uh, I'm known as October Sky, but my name is Talar Cash. I'm originally from California in Modesto in the Valley. It's pretty chill. Uh, I've moved a lot of places, more like St. Louis, Missouri area. I was down there for a while, grew, grew up in, I think, Dexter, Missouri. Traveled several states. Uh, started doing music when I was about 12 years old. It was actually pretty cool. It kept me out of trouble. I was in a lot of trouble during school times. And then I went to foster care for a little bit, so that wasn't the best. But I uh, used to write all the time while I was in certain places during foster care, so it kept me out of trouble as well. Yeah. When, yeah. when you were 12... Where were you at when you were 12 and you started uh, writing? I was in Dexter, Missouri, started counting. Yeah. yeah. And what prompted it? Have you seen somebody else doing it? or you? No, nah, I just, I don't know, I liked the music and I just figured I'd try something. I wanted to be different. I yeah. always wanted to do something that other people haven't done. Yeah. And nobody in my family has really got to the fame or done anything like that. So I wanted to try to be the first one and try to break the cycle. So when I get older, whenever I have kids or little cousins or whatever, I can put them on with the music as well, yeah. which would be pretty cool. Yeah. Because, um, and I asked this, uh, I asked this because uh, I spoke to someone else about this. And when he was younger, um, he kind of felt like he didn't fit into, into the number of slots that he saw around him in the streets during that time. There was only certain types of people let's just say it could be genres could be whatever but you know uh if um if you didn't fit with this crowd maybe you fit with this crowd or maybe you fit with that crowd if you didn't fit with any of them sometimes you kind of became more introspective you know yeah. so i kind of ask did did you ever catch any of that vibe from the people around you is there something in music that kind of kind of gelled the two i guess you know what i'm saying uh Not really, to be honest. No. No. It's a kind of a vague question, but um, I know for myself, I didn't have people that were into writing music around me. So for me to like always have a beat in my head was just, at least they didn't call me crazy. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say it's, I always got some melody or something in my head. Nowadays, I record them on my phone for voice memos. But yeah, I didn't have a lot of people that did music. I took choir for a while to try to okay. see how that was, but... Uh, I didn't think I could sing until now, I guess, so. Yeah. Yeah. How did you, that's a good thing to ask you, um, how did you find, how did you find your voice? And in what genre was it originally? Uh, I'm still learning, to be honest. Yeah. I'm still learning a lot. I try a lot of different voices, uh, but I started off as hip-hop rap, because uh -huh. that was, after I grew up, it was what I got into. Mm -hmm. But when I was younger, I was listening to a lot of rock music, because that's what my family would listen to. Mm -hmm. So I just figured... After I got older, and I mean, in the hip hop and the rap, they were always, it was sounded the same growing up. 
and I wanted to change it. So I figured I'd just mix it with rock, hip hop, rap, and then pop, learn to sing, and then mix my skills from rapping to singing and then make something different, something yeah. unique. Like I always wanted to be different. I mean, everybody out here is just copying other artists or whatnot, thinking that they can come up through that. And there's no point in it. People want to hear different things. Yeah, they kind of they they wear people out with it for sure. Um, so you started you started writing at twelve. What were you doing when you say you started writing? Were you were you writing lyrics or were you uh, starting to figure out how to sing or what were you doing? I started writing poems. To be honest, okay. like I was in a bunch of uh, I started writing poems, and then after I got into foster care around thirteen, fourteen, I went to group poems, and then I started writing while I was in there. Mm -hmm. So uh, from poems, starting to see if I can turn it into music. And then every time I'd write something, certain homes would take the music away because they didn't like rap. Ah. Yeah. So that went uh, a lot of my songs. <laughs> it went bye-bye for a while. So, yeah. What did that, how did that affect your attitude towards the music? Because I know sometimes when you take something away from a kid, he just wants it more. Uh, irritated me. It was like an escape from reality from where I was. So I went into reading a lot of books so mm -hmm. I can expand my knowledge, I guess. And I guess books let me, I guess, escape to reality for a while. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And I learned a lot of, um, I don't know, fantasies. So I bring fantasies into my music videos as well. So that's where I learned that from. That's cool. Yeah. So you were emulating people that were in books. Yes. When, yeah. When, okay. I like that. So um, after a while, it, it starts to take on more of an embodiment of artistry, I guess, in your mind, not just escape. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, do you recall when it started to seem more legit or like something that you could actually pursue? Uh, Did you always have that in mind? I used to freestyle a lot. Some mm. people was always telling me, like between all the homes and I guess experiences and perspectives of people's minds, they would always tell me, hey, you know, you can do this. You need to stop just freestyling and go into a studio. And I just didn't have the connections or availability to do a lot of things because I was controlled a lot in the areas I was in until I finally got out. And I was like, I'm going to expand and actually try it. And then I went and bought a bunch of equipment. Of course, didn't know how to use it, but I figured it out for the most how to record. And then I went from there. Yeah. And you were, uh, before we started recording, you were telling me about um, somebody that you're working with now. I don't want to fast forward too far, but you, um, this is somebody that was not around you, correct? Yeah, yes. And how did you, how did you end up working? Did you, did you do this initially because the people around you weren't too encouraging of music? Were you able to reach out beyond your surroundings to work with other people or just to be around people that with the similar pursuits? Oh, uh, well, shout out to Rahu Bakar. He's a great producer, but I found him, like I was doing rap before, but then I moved to New Orleans and found him on Facebook, mm -hmm. actually, uh, as a producer. It was about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And then he was like, yo, you got something. So we started working on music from there. And it was more of like, he's a rock producer. He's worked with several big people, which is actually pretty cool. I was lucky to find him. But uh, yeah, he's actually helping me out with the mix of the rock and the rap together, you know, trying to find myself and create a different genre, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, I can't imagine actually finding somebody with, with similar interests because it's not easy or common, commonly treaded ground, basically, to, to mix the two and then what portion of each 
our people are using, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. um, I mean, we've heard uh, rock groups that'll rap about pimping in 40s, and it's like, that's a little confusing to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not registering with me, you know? Yeah. So, um, well, that's, all right, props for that, man. Um, where would you like to see your music go uh, as far as separate from where it is right now because obviously you've found a sound that you're comfortable with and you found a few people that you're comfortable working with that you believe in um is there are there any kind of distant horizons that you've always been aiming for man i'm trying to go global like I write music for the most. I mean, not just to help myself, but to help other people. Yeah. Like, I'm more on the mental health aspect. I'm more on, hey, if someone can hear my music, it might save a life or help them in general. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm trying to see myself, I guess, more global-wise. Yeah. So when you sit and write, you're bearing that in mind. Is yeah. That uh, yeah, a lot of things coming to me. It's more emotional-wise, but yeah. Yeah. And you, do you, um, I mean, I guess it goes without saying, but you kind of, you reach back in your past and think about, places you were and and how certain situations made you feel and then put that on paper definitely about my past and i mean like i said i've been to a lot of places i've met a lot of people that were struggling so i also thought about their situations as well yeah and combine them between mine and theirs and all the ideas and emotions that were involved i put it all in the music yeah um the cats that you're working with right now uh for everybody else that hasn't heard you yet maybe you could kind of I hate I hate asking people what genre they're in. You know what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to pigeonhole you, but maybe you could give them an idea of of the music styles that are coming together. Um, I guess between hip hop, rap, pop, emo rock, it's like a mixture between three or four different genres, trying to create something new that people aren't used to or heard of. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what genre to put myself in, and a lot of people are confused on that. Sure. Because <laughs> I guess I get bored, and it's like. I want to be different, so I just want to do something different. Yeah. Have you, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Vic Mensa, but um, so he came out as a rap artist. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he comes to mind because I want to ask you this. So he, he came out as a, a rap artist. I'm not, I can't remember how many albums he put out strictly in that vein, maybe two, I'm not sure. But at some point, he and he always had this kind of eclectic style but at some point he puts out an album that's not rap and i mean it suits him it's good music but he's at that point he has kind of nurtured and culminated a fan base that's not very receptive to that side of him do you know what i mean do you think it's better coming up like you are now where it's just all together it's not a chunk of this, a chunk of that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think it. I think it is because the way I look at it, um, you can collect different fan bases by doing that. Mm. So if you're doing, say, mixing in with rock, or you're mixing in with rock or rock or rap or whatnot. I mean, if they if you drop an album, one fan may like one song, but then may not like the other one. Yeah. But either way, the fans are gonna like your music because they're different kinds. Sure. So that's why I look at it. A little bit, a little bit of each yeah. in each album. Yeah, got you. So okay, um, so you said around uh, 
12, you started writing, and then you were in foster care for a few years, but you kept writing, even though a lot of times they weren't too happy about it. Yeah. And they, then yeah. Um, what's on the other side of that for you? What, what happens immediately following that situation? Uh, got into a studio. Like, I found out I could actually do something mm-hmm. after freestyling for so many years, and I was happy for it. And I was just like, I got to keep going. And, I mean, I try to get help other people i guess i want people to come up with me because i can see it and a lot of people can see it too but some people just i guess they didn't have the nerve or they weren't as hungry as i am towards it so yeah. it sort of shut me down for a while but uh just myself i just kept going yeah which which shut you down i didn't get that people that you were bringing around you that yeah didn't like share it it's what they didn't share it it was just the fact that i would be like all right let's get on a song together because i knew that they had talent i'm always looking for people that have talent and they may not see it themselves like if they can sing or rap or like i know a guy that he's a magician you know he's he's pretty cool as fuck but i'm trying to like i don't know bring a lot of people together so they can actually see what they can actually do yeah and they can open their eyes to be like hey i can actually do this yeah the same way i did i think it'd be pretty cool what um what are some of the successful sides of that like uh where it went right you know uh successful not a lot, to be honest. No. A lot of people just gave up. So they yeah. would do a couple of songs with me. And then after a while, they would go back into the same, I guess, life that they were used to. Sure. And it wasn't with me. I always wanted to, always wanted to do something with my life. Other people would sit and expect everything to be handed to them. Yeah. So it just wasn't the type of vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you kind of still waiting for that to happen, but I mean, you're you're still finding people along the way in your life right oh, now that are, that are sharing your interest and are interested in working definitely. as well. So I mean, that's something different from the past. Is it? It probably makes you feel like you're getting closer. Yeah, you know? it's been a while, but I'm getting a lot closer than where I was. I've moved a lot. Like I said, I used to live down there, and I figured. Well, I looked up on the internet, and I was like, "What states do artists come up?" And New Orleans, out of ten, they were top three. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to grab all my shit. And I brought some friends with me. They're, not, they're no longer here because I said it's too expensive. But I moved to New Orleans, and it took me a while to get a stepping stone in. But, I mean, after I got that, it just kept rolling and rolling. So I was good. Yeah. That's probably the craziest way I've ever heard anybody say this is why they came to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people <laughs> look at me. Said, hey, yeah, sounds GK. good. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Well, it's got to happen for you now. It's destiny. I'm, 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 I'm convinced at this point, you know. That's the way I look at it, yeah. Well, that's funny, though, but you moved down here, but you're still, you're still collabing with people from out of state, right? Yeah, definitely. How long have you been in New Orleans? Um, almost two, about two years, yeah. Two about years? Two years. And uh, with the people that you've met down here, have you started to work with a few of those? Um, Opius, Mercury. Yeah, he's a good-ass director and video man. He's actually, he's a good guy, too. So I've been working with him to do all my videos and whatnot, and I can see him going a lot farther than what he thinks, too. He's a great guy, and he's good at what he does. And then I got a co-worker named Raven. I actually threw him in my Demons All Around Me, saw him on a video, he screams. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why not, you know? And I had a kid that I met at a little show, because I did some shows when I first got here at some uh what were the hookah lounges mm-hmm. and i threw him in the song too as well that didn't after i did the song he hasn't really talked to me since because he has his own issues but other than that uh i'm still looking for people yeah so yeah i did see um you well you got more than one up on youtube i saw at least two um of uh, your music videos 
um and they are artistic i i did enjoy them and that uh who was that the, what was that director's name opius mercury opius mercury yeah he's worked with a lot of uh mainstream artists yeah so yeah he's a good guy i was lucky to find him as well yeah that's awesome i don't think people realize how, how um like, it's achievable to make a decent music video without spending a whole lot of money. Yeah, definitely. You know? But you got to have, you got to be creative. you got to have an imagination, you know. And I think it really helps. Um, I think it, a visual representation really helps people kind of relate to your song and understand where you're coming from. Because you got your lyrics and how you felt while you were belting those out. But then when you go to do the music video, that's also coming from... Same subject, different part of your mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's tight. Um, you, do you have a full album out right now? Or do no, you just I'm, have several singles? Say, I'm just focusing on singles right now okay. until I guess I can get enough money or somebody picks me up and helps me out. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just been focusing on singles and putting all my work in there. Like with music, I take it as art. So I'm not the type to, I guess, drop half ass shit because I know a lot of artists out there. They'll do a few songs, mix it down, and just drop it for the hell of it. Yeah. And it's just me. I don't care how long it takes. If I'm not happy with the song, I'm not going to drop it. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to make sure it's at least fucking 90% perfect in my eyes, and hopefully others would understand it as well. That's the way I look at it. Kudos to you if you ever feel like any of your stuff's ever finished, because I know... <laughs> it's I, hard. <laughs> yeah, when I'm writing music, I'll, I'll leave it for a year, and then I'll go back, and I'll be like, ah, oh, let's switch this up. And like, I never feel like it's done, you know what I mean? So I, I, it takes it takes balls to put it out. I say it's, there's a breaking point where you have to be like, okay, I got to stop changing so much. So you actually have to drop it, because you can change it so much, and then what you originally started with, it's not going to be the way that you imagined it. Yeah, being, so. you poisoned it some yeah. kind of a way, you morphed it into something totally different. That's yep. funny. Um, is, there, is there anything that you wish you could go back and do before you made it to this point? Do you feel like any of it was happened too fast? Uh, to be honest, no. And that, that brings up the point of a song I'm writing right now, but no, I wouldn't go back in time. Not at all. No, no. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if I were to change something. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? Normally in the middle of podcasts, they like to give you a bunch of advertisements. But on the NewOrleansMusicians.com podcast, we like to shout out our members. Today, I'd like to put the spotlight on a member in our vendor section by the name of Joshua Story. He's the owner of Second Story Studios in central Louisiana. He was born and raised out in East Baton Rouge and has worked in the music industry for 13 years. Now, Josh has owned and operated a live sound production and recording company for four years under the name Higher Ground. And Second Story Studios is the name of his new professionally treated space. I'm glad that he joined our website when he did so that we could help him spread the word about his new addition. Currently, Second Story Studios is working on their first EP at the new location. That's going to be with Zachary McLean and Nouveau Soul. Prior to this, with Higher Ground, he worked with some big names like Parish County Line, Trey Gallman and the Last Call Band, High Water, Chris LeBlanc, and many more. On a side note, NewOrleansMusicians.com just recently did a two-part interview with Chris LeBlanc. If you haven't already, go check out that podcast episode. He's a phenomenal guy and a Louisiana Music Hall of Famer. As for Josh... He said that live sound production kind of found him about 15 years ago. 
He worked in live sound with his high school jazz ensemble and seized the opportunity to marry his two interests in music and STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. When he graduated, his saxophone section instructor introduced him to the largest live sound company in Baton Rouge, and that's how he paid his way through college. He became a chemical engineer and now aims to give back to the music community by building a business that helps artists and other people like himself do what they want to do successfully. He reinvests most of his earnings to create companies that can deliver affordable, high-quality products to the client and support sustainable employment for local sound technicians. So that's awesome, man. He's a chemical engineer with a love for music equipment and recording live, and he's managed to work with some big names doing what he loves to do. A few things to note about what you can expect working with Josh at Second Story Studios. Uh, He's got a money-back satisfaction guarantee. He has well-treated spaces with dedicated tracking and control rooms. He has a bunch of analog hardware and an extensive microphone locker. He can provide session artists, and he offers recording, mixing, and mastering services for all genres and styles. You can reach Second Story Studios at jstory4391 at yahoo.com or by calling 225-456-4798. Thanks a lot for joining, Josh. And now, back to our show. Um, Do you you feel like um, your move to New Orleans was uh in the right direction as far as because i mean you've made some contacts since you've been here you know Uh, do you feel like it was like you as sure as the day you left um yeah if anything more sure really yeah when i was in st louis it was just like the rap and stuff it was fun i learned a lot but it just wasn't me yeah like all about the females money drugs guns i mean it just it didn't fit me yeah so when I came down here and I started just focusing on myself and not having certain people around me that was doing that, I mean, it's like, all right, I can just be myself and create something. That, so, I mean, I was happy to come down here. And then some people saw my vision and they were, I guess, trying to help me create it. It's yeah. pretty cool. Is that a first for you, being in an environment that feel like suits you? Yeah, more? definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, that's got to be a relief, huh? Yeah. yeah. But it's a, definitely a first. Uh, you said when you first got here, you did some shows. Yeah. Um, were you, how, how did that come about? Um, it was pretty cool. I mean, they were little small shows, but I mean, it did get me out there a little bit for the area because like, I just moved here. Yeah. And I guess they were rap shows, but I was the type, I was like, screw it, I'll do a rap song and then I'm going to do my rock song and see how they like it. Some people got up and left. I didn't care. You know, I was just going to be myself. Some people respected me because they knew I didn't care. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. But I don't know. I just got to find like the right people and I guess the right crowd to do my kind of music in, which is going to be hard because people aren't used to my type of music. So I just got to keep going and hopefully their ears get used to it. Sure. Are there markets that you are aware of where that is more commonplace or more widely accepted? Uh, Not right now, no. No? No, I don't know any. I'm still learning. Well, I mean, what are you going to learn from if it doesn't exist yet? You just got to pull it out of thin air. Yeah, true, true. Pull yeah. it out and hopefully somebody catches on. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think um, like, the crossover appeal has been a word that's, or a phrase that's been thrown out constantly. And it's viewed as a positive thing, but it's not embraced initially as 
a positive thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if people, they don't, it's like they're sticking themselves too far out there to, to like something that's outside of their, I guess, chosen genre or subgenre or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like people are starting to get more accepting. I'm starting to see more like small festivals where they'll have different genres of music. Maybe they only got two stages. I don't know. But they'll have different genres of music throughout the course of that day that obviously are glaringly opposite of each other. But it's okay. Yeah, it is. A lot of people... I guess hopefully that they're becoming more open-minded to certain things and they're realizing because a lot of music is started off with a different genre yeah. they're all like a lot of music's combined certain artists pick up say if they're a rapper they listen to a rock artist they're picking up elements from that rock song to mix into the rap and a lot of people don't understand that yeah but if they actually listened to it and understood it they would be able to realize hey you know i can actually like this kind of music yeah but i mean being closed-minded that's a hard thing for people to I guess understand that they, what they are. Yeah, you you could pick up so much uh, from from somebody else, regardless of their genre, like their stage presence, or how yeah. they how they present themselves, their intonation, how they with their um, uh, what the hell's that word? Uh, when 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 their cadence, yeah, um, like all these different things, you know, um, and it doesn't matter what genre you're talking about. So okay, check this out. This is a crazy question. So like, if you were gonna if you were gonna paint a picture that um, that you liked and instead of paints you use in groups musical okay. groups okay just to i want to get an idea of where you're at all over the map but i want to know which points you know what i'm saying all right um more like wiz khalifa from there going to fallout boy going to bon jovi going to marilyn manson um juice road is one of my favorites rip him but uh Kid Rock, ACDC, uh, My Chemical Romance, Bad Wolves. I don't know. It's going all the way to EDM to like Marshmallow. You yeah. know, just, I don't know. I've listened to a lot of different music and I try to pick up a lot of elements just to create, I guess, what I do today. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot, dude. That was fun. <laughs> um, I, I dig it, though. That's, that's, that's awesome. And you feel like you're able to put a little bit of each one of those in every song that you make Definitely, or is it man yeah yeah i feel like i can that's a lot dude i mean it creates something new i mean yeah yeah for sure nowadays a lot of artists they're starting to sound the same that's yeah. why i particularly like don't use auto-tune anymore either yeah so yeah bless you <laughs> <laughs> like i did to start with and then people were like dude you sound like juice world so then i took the song off the internet and i'm gonna redo it my way but yeah yeah don't use auto-tune that much Good at all you. to be honest yeah uh, i i can't vouch for that at all it <laughs> pissed me off before we started recording i was talking about my love for hip-hop and how it kind of faded over time and it was for things like that the things that you mentioned earlier too with the subject matter always being a, like oppressive guns drugs and all this other stuff that's just like the, the seedier side of life 24 7 in your ears has got to rub off the wrong way exactly you know? and, and uh the auto-tune and all that other crap it's not what it was and i never expected something to remain the same just for my taste throughout the course of my life i understand that we all progress and change but at the same time it's disheartening to see certain elements disappear like 
just a little bit of positivity, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't have to beat the shit out of everybody on your album, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's really, that's not cool to me, you know? Do you, in your, um, in your song lyrics, and we kind of touched on this a bit, um, you were talking about how you, you kind of revisit times in your past and you also visit the experiences that you've shared with other people, kind of like what they're going through, yeah. their, their, I guess, their perception of it. And um, I guess what I'm trying, what I'm asking is, do you feel like once that process is over, once that song is written, do you feel at rest? Do you feel like it, it sits better with you after the fact? Does it bring you any kind of peace? Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. Usually while I'm writing certain songs like that, during the writing phase, I'm usually in a, I guess, depressive mode for a while. Sure. And then once I finally release it and like, I don't know, I just feel a lot better. Yeah. I feel like I actually got it out there and it's easier for me to write my emotions down and turn it into a song than to try to express it, I guess, verbally. Yeah. Like to other people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not I feel your pain. Trust me, I'm not good at that. And I'll tell people I don't like people in general, which is ironic because I'll go out and interview them, but we're here for a common love. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. So, um, I would venture to say that most musicians would would second that notion that they they feel at peace or they feel better about something after they address it through their music. Do you feel as though the people, or maybe you know, you know so already, do you feel as though the people that listen to your music walk away with that same, that same sentiment? I would hope so. I mean, I make music that's relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. And hopefully, I don't know, I know artists are usually misunderstood a lot. So Absolutely. That's another reason why I told everybody with every song I'm doing, I'm going to do a music video. Yeah. Because I want them to see the emotions behind every song that I do. Yeah. And I want them to see, like, who I am as an artist and who I am as a person. Yeah. So that's what I look at. I mean, hopefully that they feel relieved after they hear it. Some people might not understand the reasonings behind it, but, I mean, that's for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we, you and I were talking about it before we started recording. Um, we were both kind of talking about rock music in our family um as a child like our in our household what they were listening to as a child um at what point for you did it change from the rock music of the previous generation to the rap music of your generation you gotta think back for a minute huh yeah (laughs) think a little bit back uh I guess after I changed my surroundings, because I went to foster care, I went to several different homes and other places, but uh, changing my surroundings brought a lot of rap and other genres of music into life, and I started picking up on that, and it was mm-hmm. just, I guess, the people I was around was listening to, and I was like, all right, I've never heard of this dude, I've never heard of this song, you know, and I just started listening to a lot of rap, so I quit listening to rock for a while, but uh, I don't know, I used to listen to everything. Well, yeah, because the the rock music stuck with you. Yeah, obviously. yeah, it's definitely still something did. that you appreciate like to this I'm day. Always just shaking, bobbing my head. I don't know, going crazy when I heard certain rock songs. Yeah. So I mean, it was cool. Yeah, and um, 
I, I guess that answers that you you were still fairly young when that happened when yeah. you kind of switched over is there a point in your life later on where you feel like you switched back I mean I know you said that you made an effort to separate yourself from some of those elements at a certain time in your life uh switch back I switched back probably when I was about 23 22 yeah yeah and then I started I don't know, looking up on YouTube, and I found some rock beats that I actually was like, yo, I can put my emotions in these. Yeah. So I just started, I, like I said, I was using my rap elements and mixing it in with rock, and I was like, yo, I'm just going to do that that way. So sure. That's what I started doing. Yeah. Do you feel like one suited you more than the other for expressing yourself? Uh, rock music did for expressing myself, definitely. Why is that? Um... Just the layouts of the of the instrumentals, the songs itself. I don't know. I could feel more emotion that would come out of me, singing wise, than what I would do rap. And then mixing the rap into it, I mean, it just brought out a whole different me. Yeah. Huh. And it's still to this day. That's what it feels like. Yeah. So would you say that the music that you're writing now has a little more of a rock overtone than any other genre? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you're comfortable. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And and the, the producers, because you're working with more than one right now. You said I'm right? just working with one. Just one. Yeah. Okay. Um, is he? Is he kind of? Uh, is that what he's putting out for you to to check out and and work with? Is that? Mean yeah, that? he's putting out more rock for me to work with. But again, I mean, just me being myself, I tend to still bring out the rap elements yeah. and then people can tell they're like hey i can hear the rock but i can also hear the rap but i can also hear the pop into it too so what is what are the rap elements that you're putting into rock songs like uh, what, what are you taking and putting in there more of like the flows melody wise i add a lot of melodies into my music um the speed I guess that's about it. Yeah. I'm still learning, so yeah. <laughs> so I still, like, with my verses, I'll rap them, but with my choruses, I'll sing them. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm assuming, like, you've went out and searched to try to find somebody comparable, somebody that was doing something similar. Yeah, I've searched this, a lot. Yeah. And this is something, it's no-go. You can't I find I mean, them. there are a few artists, or, I mean, I guess they're more pop. I guess, but not exactly similar to me. Yeah. And they use a lot of, I can't say a lot, but they use auto-tune too. So, I mean, it's if I can find someone that would be similar to me, like I don't, like I'm not trying to diss on auto-tune, but if you can perfect your voice, why not use the voice that you perfected then it throws so much shit onto it to cover it up. Yeah. Like learn how to use your voice, learn how to hit them notes, which I'm still working on. But I mean, learn how to do all that before you want to throw all these other effects on there. Yeah. Like, I want to, I guess if I ever use auto-tune again, use it as an effect the way it's intended to use and not just use it as a scapegoat for right, cover right. up my voice. Cover up, yeah. yeah. Um, your, I guess, band structure, if you want to call it that, your ideal band structure, is it just a producer and you as a lyricist or are, uh, are there other yeah. areas you would like to explore? It's just my producer and me right now, but I'm trying to build a band. I'm just... It's taken a minute, I guess. I've tried around the areas. It's just some people weren't as serious as I was. Yeah. And I'm, I know that for me to do shows, I have to originally like have a band. 
and I have a few people that said, hey, you can go, I can go on tour with them, but I still need to get a band first. So that was one of my, I don't know, long-term goals. Like a goal I'm working on now is to get some people that are as hungry as I am that could, I don't know, jump on stage with me. Yeah. And actually play the instruments. I don't know how to play instruments worth of shit. Right, I've right. tried. But I mean, if there's a few people out there that can and, I don't know, they see within the music, you know, it actually doing something, that'd be awesome if they can, I don't know, make a band with me or something, that'd be cool. So build it out for me. What do you want to see? Who do you want to see with you? Bassist, guitar? Yeah, well, basically like a lead guitar, a drummer, a bassist, a keyboard player. Just, I don't know, I like, like pianos. I like all that shit in it. It's pretty cool. I mean, sometimes even if I wanted to find someone that knows how to play a violin, I can add that into there as well. Just whatever I can bring to the table, or they can bring to the table, I should say. Sure. Yeah. Um, and as far as, uh, not physically where you're trying to go with the music, but I guess mentally where you're trying to go with the music, um, do you feel like that has any effect on it? Do you feel like like just being one person by yourself isn't going to give you as far as a reach as one person by yourself with a producer? And then stack on top of that these different people. Do you feel like it, it kind of broadens your reach? Do you feel like it might help in uh, those efforts? I think it would help. I mean, as of right now, I guess I'm basically a solo artist with a producer, which, I mean, money-wise and everything on top of it's sort of hard. And getting your name out there is harder. But if you have more of like a band, which is also considered a family, yeah, you know, that, that right there would help out a lot. I mean, just for positive influences, just for anything, really. Sure. Just to, I guess, get on stage with people that, you know, that genuinely love the music that everybody's making together. And it'd be great. Just the smiles, you know, people having fun, shaking their heads, you know, bobbing that shit out, whatever they got to do. It'd be I think awesome. It, I think it helps people relate to a, to a band because if you think about it, when upon first sight with a band, you're trying to identify where are they coming from? Like, what general direction? You know, is it like we talked about rock, rap, country, yeah. whatever? You know, and you. So, I mean, if you've got like five dudes, you could see how those five dudes dress. If you got five dudes, you could see what are they playing? You know, yeah. if he's playing a ukulele, then this is some kind of different party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you're just trying to figure out through these through these indicators, you know. And I, I think it gives people more to relate to because there's a better chance of, of somebody that they relate to, that I relate to the bassist, or you know, uh, I relate to the drummer, whatever. Yeah. So um, I, I guess I could, I could see that happening, man. Um, tell people where they can find uh, what you have out right now. Oh, well, I got, I guess I'm on all, all social media, basically. All my videos are on YouTube, underneath October Sky, it's O-K-T-O-B-E-R-S-K-Y. It's going to be a little hard to find because of the movie October Sky. I didn't realize that until <laughs> somebody brought it to my attention as a movie. And then I started looking it up. And I'm like, damn, it's hard to find my name. Even with the it being spelt different, it's still hard. Yeah. But uh, Instagram is October Sky, O-K-T-O-B-E-R-S-K-Y, and 999. <laughs> and Facebook's just October Sky as well. And TikTok is October Sky, 999. So, yeah. All right, man. I appreciate your time. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you, man. No problem. Check it out. We all pretty much start off like jam bands. We get together, we push our souls out through the speakers. We look around the stage and read off of one another. And, you know, after so much time, we know where the next person is going. 
Aside from those connections, we build connections with the fans, and that means the world to us. That's why listeners like yourself are so important to us. We'd love to have you back, so hit the button and follow the show. You can also support this show by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash New Orleans Music. That's buymeacoffee.com slash New Orleans Music. And remember, you can find music videos, albums, articles, and interviews with bands like my own, Pocket Chocolate, on neworleansmusicians.com. Thanks for listening.